Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Marenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Astort. We're also on the clock. The NBA Finals set to tip off. In a couple of hours' time, we're going to break it down. We'll break down the numbers. We'll get into the game uh, prices. Uh, we'll get into the MVP props. We'll get into the uh, the game props. We've got Major League uh, Baseball uh, going on uh, right now. Although, uh, from my perspective, I don't know if that's a good thing because the misery continues. Uh, yesterday, you saw a full meltdown uh, by me and uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. And Cam uh, really was uh, melting down and really was uh, the raging redhead uh, yesterday, but the misery continues with the first game uh, this morning, a 13-inning marathon in which uh, the Atlanta Braves survive and beat the Cincinnati Reds uh, after uh, nearly five hours of excruciatingly close and intense uh, baseball. The Atlanta Braves take game one, Kim. Yeah, why, why would it be any other way? Reds, eight runners on in, in extra innings. Bases, Juicy, they no out, strike out, pop up. These guys, they're horrible. I don't even, even know what to say. And if you're Trevor Bauer, you pitch a record 12 strikeouts in that game to no walks, and you're watching this, like every inning you got a chance to win. But that's the thing. That's something that can live with you. I don't know if you can shake. Like baseball players are pretty resilient. You can shake it off. But the way they lost game with the opportunities, that it was pretty hard to watch. That game was torturous. Yeah, you know what? And uh, it is going to be tough. It's one of those deals you'd almost just rather lose 9 nothing, and, yes. and no, all right, the game's over because you went so long, you get into your bullpen. It's just so emotionally draining. We talk about it, Kent. Very similar situation to those, those overtime and double overtime uh, hockey games. They're just painfully draining if you don't win. If you're going to play that long, uh, you better win uh, when it's yep. all uh, said and done. Uh, but a big win for the Atlanta Braves. We've got games going on right now. As we speak, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, high-scoring game uh, right now. Good news, bad news. I'm on the Cardinals uh, plus money. Uh, the uh, the bad news is I'm also on the under nine runs. Uh, there's already been seven runs scored. We're only in the top of the third inning uh, right now. It was one nothing Atlanta, of course. Final score in 13 innings. That game stayed under uh, the number. The Chicago Cubs were up, what, one nothing. Um, it was it was a low-scoring game, man. It was scoreless in the fifth inning. The Cubs take a one nothing lead, and then, bam, um, here come Miami. Five runs they put up in the seventh inning. The Miami Marlins uh, beat Kyle Hendricks and the Chicago Cubs 
5-1 final score. Uh, 5-1 final score from Wrigley. And the Minnesota Twins have now lost 18 consecutive postseason games. Please tell me you weren't on the Twins camp. No, that's uh, that's one thing. Like, that game was, like, an unbettable game. Wish you took Houston. That was the only game I passed on. Actually, today's not been as bad as uh, ever. The Reds pissed me off, but I had some plus one and a half. I actually took the, the fish, Gabe. I didn't like the Cubs at that price. One there. If Oakland holds on, it's good. But being a homer idiot that I am, I took the Blue Jays, and uh, they're down eight to two right now. So it's more of a mixed bag today. Yesterday was just a massacre. But I'm going to surprise you, and probably you're going to tell me not to do it, but I'm already doing it. I'm going back to Cleveland tonight. I know they got murdered by the Yankees. Uh, that This is when I jump in when they get murdered. I, like, I love the that now, ooh, Yankees, Yankees, yeah. And if Cleveland, if they lose tonight, shame on me. But I'm betting them as a dog. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I think the Cleveland Indians are the play uh, tonight as well. Things got away from Bieber last night. Uh, tonight's yep. a different situation. And Tanaka's is not Garrett Cole uh, either. I think Cleveland are resilient enough. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Game time decisions. Radio. Uh, begins. I am Arancy. We're kicking it with a raging redhead cam. Stewart Lou Gamblu.com will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll get into the UFC octagon. Uh, we've got an amazing. Uh, no, no, we don't have actually. This no. Uh, we're we're yeah, going no. to put Lou to the test. It's funny because you remember. Remember about a month ago or so, Lou got offended when I told him that the UFC card sucked, and I said, besides like one or two fights, this card sucks. And yeah. he gave me the old, well, you know, if you're a real fan and, you know, <laughs> none of these cards suck. And you noticed about three or four times since then, he's like, yeah, I got nothing on this card. This card's bad. Exactly. He's agreeing now. <laughs> I just want to see Lou come out because I know he was betting on Dallas like me. I want to say, Lou, like, oh, yeah, remember that future I had on the Tampa Bay Lightning or something? We'll have a good laugh today with Lou. <laughs> it, it should be fun. That's in the past, Cam. <laughs> That's in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, Stanley Cup. Uh, that uh, we're, we're moving on uh, past uh, that. Uh, but we do, we've got a UFC card. We'll talk some NFL uh, with Lou as well. Of course, we've got Major League uh, Baseball that will track the St. Louis Cardinals and just put another run up on the board. It's 6-2 right now for the cards, who I thought were a live dog. The Oakland Athletics uh, in a must-win situation. They're up 5-2 late uh, right now in this game. Uh, we all knew about the Chicago White Sox being 14-0 against left-handed pitchers. Well, uh, they won again uh, yesterday against Lazardo, making 15-0. and Bassett's not a southpaw. Uh, and, you know, that's evidently a big difference uh, maker in this game. Listen, Oakland did what you had to do, Cam. Oakland did what Minnesota couldn't do. You've got to get put runs up early on the board in, the, in these must-win games. Take the pressure off. Otherwise, man, everyone starts trying to swing for the fences. The pressure starts to build. And, you know, you look at uh, Oakland, you know they're a lot more comfortable being up 4 nothing after two innings. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, too. Just, Gabe, watching the way Minnesota lost again, they lost on a base running error. The, the, a guy went home, got thrown out of the plate in a rundown. Like, if it could have gone wrong, it did go wrong. And this team, that's a team that's mentally lost it. Like, you know what I mean? They just weren't thinking out there. They probably got, hey, we've lost 17 in a row. Like, they should have won that game. They screwed up large. large. Yeah, it's unbelievable. 18 consecutive now. 18 consecutive choke jobs by the Minnesota Twins.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Red, so we're kicking it over to Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, Lou, Gamblu.com will step up and in and join us. Uh, in a couple of moments, I'm getting into the UFC octagon. We'll talk some NFL uh, football. Of course, we've got the NBA Finals tonight. We've got Major League Baseball uh, going on uh, right now. And uh, we've been absolutely killing it over the last uh, couple of weeks. We've really built the account up, uh, but it's been a rough 24 hours, uh, Cam. And I know it's been rough because I'm not even betting, like, massive units on these games, but I'm still losing massive money because I'm just not winning. It's just one loser after another. Um, but fortunately, the Las Vegas Aces got it done uh, for us yesterday. Um, thank you, yeah, the ladies from Las Vegas, the Las Vegas ladies uh, got it done. Race to 20, winner, and then they won the game outright uh, as well. They won the game outright. I cashed the plus 155. I know you cashed the plus three and a half, and it made a yep. big difference winning those two plays. Um, it, it salvaged, sure it, you know, it, it softened the blow. But you know what, Cam? It was like falling out of a plane, and you know, I didn't. We, you know, we didn't really have a parachute, but at least like we we had like a uh, we had a sheet. <laughs> we yes. had something to help brace the fall, but still ended up breaking my ankle. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't die, but it's good to have a couple broken ribs and a leg. Like we'll be in a wheelchair we for a while. Bunch of trees. Yeah, like we're, we're, we we should have died, but we didn't. Like we're we're hanging in there, and with a five month recovery, I think we're gonna make it. Drinking, eating soup out of a straw. But hey, thanks to the Aces, you're right. And uh, the money line uh, was a good little play. It was crazy for people that didn't know that game. I can't believe how little, how many points they scored in the second half compared to the first game. That score was like 64, 63 for like minutes. Like nobody was scoring till the end. And when the Aces went up three, I'm like, yes, we can win this game, and they did. Yeah, the pressure, uh, the pressure built late in that basketball game. Trip to the Big finals uh, on the line. It was a close game. Las Vegas were the better team. Connecticut were like the, you know, the Cinderella story. And, you know, Las Vegas just, um, you know, outgunned them uh, late in the basketball game. It was a fun game, actually. I was watching it. Yeah, listen, the Yankees-Indians game was a complete blowout, right? I mean, yeah. what, what was there to watch uh, there? All right, so NBA uh, basketball uh, tonight. NBA Finals uh, set to tip off. And we've got some real interesting storylines uh, here, guys, uh, in this uh, Finals. Um, 
you know, listen, you, anytime LeBron James there, you, you've got to tip your cap in the sense that it's hard to believe this is his 10th NBA Finals appearance, guys. I, you know, I, it's very similar to Tom Brady, actually, in which we sort of just take it for granted, but that's not normal, guys. You no, know what I mean? Not. Like, think about it. Like, like what Tom Brady's been in 10 Super Bowls, too, right? So, Cam, there's only been 54 Super Bowls. Like, bro, like when you've been in like a quarter of the championships of a league, like you're kind of iconic. (laughs) I agree. I agree. When LeBron, they can say, yeah, you know, in the last like 25 years, I was part of 10 of those championships. Now, he didn't win every one of them, but it just shows his impact on the league. But what a difference it would make, Cam. And this is very similar. I was thinking about this. Um, because let's see, he's been in nine appearances, nine NBA finals appearances, and he's three and six, right? Mm. And, and some people are critical of that. And I don't know, you know, how you want to look at it. You can say, yeah, he's only won three of the nine, but he's also gotten to that many. And he's he's, he's also there. he's also yeah, won he's, three. He's had teams that like had no supporting cast. And I'd like to know on many people's NBA yeah, he was playing with like the away? West. Exactly. Can you walk like if I walk away with a career with one title and something, it's like, wow, we won a title. It's not easy winning a title. That's the thing. People they look at it, oh, whoa, you won three and six. Well, yeah, you won three friggin' championships. That's a good point (laughs) that you raise, actually. Because think think of like the Seattle Seahawks winning the Super Bowl, like the Raptors winning the title. Yeah. How much joy it brought. Just one. Exactly. <laughs> Just one. We got one. Raptors exactly. One finals, and I'm still like on cloud. Oh, what a great memory that was. I agree. Like LeBron, man. it's like, yeah, what finals? Which one? I don't know. Well, I, can, I don't even remember them all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, what? Exactly. That one? Oh, yeah, that one. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, just that many. But if you're a gambler, Cam, we were just talking about this. What a great correlation. If you're a gambler, what a big difference it is, Cam, between four and six and three and seven. And if you're LeBron yes. James, it's the same thing. Three and seven kind of looks, eh, eh, you only won 30% of the yeah. day. Three and seven. Four and six is like, oh, that's, that's pretty so, close. Yeah, it but, is. You know I mean, it's like, yeah, he lost two more, but he was on some, you know, he didn't have great players here all the time. So the, the legacy here is big. I mean, look, Jordan's at six, bro. LeBron gets to four. Then maybe has one more left in him. He gets to five. I wonder how he's thinking. Does LeBron, is he obsessed with the six? I don't think so. I think he is. I think he is. I think he's more obsessed with rewriting all the stat books. Yeah, he he likes you're right about that. That's four. He thinks he'll think about it. All you people say I ain't Jordan, I win two more. Suck it. Right? So how many years? (laughs) How many years if he takes care of his body and stuff do you think he has left? Honestly. Four? Five? At seven? Four? Six. I was I was thinking four or five, probably five is the max. So if he wins, yeah, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. The thing like, is, I Cam, said, like think about how yeah. good he is right now at 35. Exactly. 34 and a half, 35. Like he's still yeah. he's still Dominant. like a top five player in the league. Yes, he like, is. Like at, at this yes. age. So like I'll say, I'd say LeBron still has another Two years of the dominance, like where it's another, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, he's just better than everyone. Yeah. Then he'll be 37, 38. And then he merges into, I don't have to be the main guy. And you know what I mean? I'm going to yes. have some bunch of stars on the team guy. You know, there's different ways you can go about this. But I don't know. I don't sense, like, 
like like Drew Brees is set to retire. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain guys that you know. It's like yeah, you know, this is he he's coming to towards the end here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Jordan, you kind of knew. You, you know, he's getting towards the end here. Like um, LeBron, there's like he's not anywhere near the end cap. A lot of people think LeBron is waiting for his son to get to the NBA, which would be like in five years. But wow, let's ask it. I think he's more concerned <laughs> about titles than his son right now. I, I agree. In individual stats, titles. But the thing is, you, to your point, if he wins number four, then you start to think in his mind, going, hmm, two more, two more. That's six. MJ, you know what I mean? And we still think he's got gas in the tank. That's why he's so playing so angry now. He actually sees it. Like you, he doesn't really talk about it, but I can tell you, it is in his craw. Oh, he's got a chip he's on thinking his thinking about it all the time. Oh, big time. He's more angry this now. Way, and he, it, more determined. Oh, I'm getting cold feet. I'm all Miami this. As the series approaches, I'm like, Miami ain't winning it. They're not beating him. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think. I'm like, know what I want to do, Gabe? It's, it's know what I want to do? By the way, by the way. He's, he's, what, what are you going to do? Go on. What are you going to do? I'll, I'll well, what I was going to say was, I hope, my, I hope Miami wins game one. So you can get the Lakers at a number and hit it. Because I don't want to take it at minus 360 that they have in the series. If Miami wins the first game, it's going to go down to a respectable number. The Lakers aren't losing. They might lose in six or seven, but I don't think they're going to lose. Uh, I'd love to see Miami win. Miami can beat them. You know, it's not like we're not going in here. This isn't like uh, Loyola Chicago versus um, versus Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, wow. Man, we need these guys to like, you know, break their ankle and get injured in a game to be them type thing, right? <laughs> yeah, we need a, we need a shoe team bus like. accident on the way. Like otherwise we're screwed. Mm. Right? It's not yeah. it's not that, right? Miami can play with them. But the thing is, and you know what I mean, Cam? Can my Miami have to be perfect, Cam? You know what I mean? They do. Can they yep. be perfect for seven games? Not one no. or two games, but can you <laughs> can you be good and beat them and then do it again? Like we saw Denver, yeah, 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 beat them, but then when you pissed them off, they smoked you, right? Like yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Can you do it again? It's like you know, like great thing like uh, like UFC fights, Kev. A lot of guys have a good first round, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh man, good first round. Then by the third round, the guy's eating it, right? He's yeah. eating it. It's like, yeah, how about golf, Kev? I remember once golf, bro. Like I played like six, seven holes. I was like under par. I was like, un- I was like, this is unbelievable. I, I got mm-hmm. on at twenty six. Ended up shooting like one hundred six. Totally melted down. You know, yep. man, couldn't do it yep. eighteen hole. Like you know what I'm exactly. Saying? Yeah, I'll couldn't tell you a great golf story hole. after the rake game. It was like, yeah, same type of thing. But I'm with you, man. I don't think they could be perfect for seven. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table. 
with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Arancy. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, the St. Louis Cardinals, are kicking it uh, right now. Oh, boy. Uh, they're up uh, 6-2. Although, San Diego's not uh, topping out. Uh, San Diego's not topping out. They got runners on uh, first and third. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are blowing out the Blue Jays, and it's 8-2. Yeah. I actually think the Rays are going to go all the way to the World Series and uh, face the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll get to that after. Let's bring in uh, Lou right now. Gamblue.com steps up and then Lou. Always a pleasure, Lou. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. And I want to start out by congratulating you, Gabe, last week. You know, I was a stubborn guy and I, I kept my elbows up and went Dallas, Dallas, Dallas in hockey. You told me uh, about Tampa. We discussed it. And I want to at least commend you for the good position. You saw it a week ago. I ended up following Dallas a couple more times. They won one more game, but it was a a tough hockey season for me. And I want uh, people that follow me in hockey to understand that next year when it's normal, and uh, and I'm not making excuses for this year was a bad year. And and as Parcel says, you are what your record says you are. But next year, my hockey friends, stay with me because I will make amends. Well, Lou, uh, well, there's no need, the uh, yeah, no need yeah, to uh, live, yeah. live in the past here. But I'll tell you what, one good thing, next hockey season's really not all that far away. <laughs> it's only a couple of months away. And people don't really realize yep. that about these sports. As, you know, oh, next season, next season, they have to get back on track. Uh, so I think the National Hockey League's aiming, you know, playing late December, early January. Uh, we'll see if they're able to pull it off. But job well done uh, by the National Hockey League. I got to give them credit. You know, I my agree, biggest beef I is, I don't know, you could have made the rink look a little like, yeah, that's my only biggest beef. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little dry. Um, but other than that, they got the like, job you know, done. Yeah, they, they got the job done. It was well done. The players as well deserve a ton of credit. Um, and, you know, the Tampa Lightning deserve credit as well. Finally exercising the demons, uh, Lou. Finally exercising the demons. They, they faced a lot of tests, a lot of adversity. You know, there's there's a um, there's a, um, a hockey writer in in Toronto called Damian Cox, and uh, his last name is fitting. We'll just put it that way. Um, so, so, so Damian, so Damian Cox. It's not bad, Ken. I know I was actually pretty good. No, I no, no, no. I had to chuckle yeah, inside yeah. after that myself. <laughs> there's somebody, there's somebody else upstairs who liked that joke too, Gabe. Excellent joke. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so he's a hockey writer, and yeah. no one likes the guy. All right. But anyways, Lou, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, congratulations to Tampa, but it's not a real Stanley Cup win. And that's shut the hell up. 
is not a real Stanley Cup win. These guys were in a bubble for 80 days, all right? Like, you heard Victor Hedman said, we've been here 81 days. This is a grind. Like, people like, it was different. You know what I mean? Yeah, traveling around and stuff. But so what do you want to get back into, um, you know, in the old days, in the original six days and stuff, they barely traveled. They played back-to-back games and, like, yeah. you know, it was totally different. So I would consider it harder. You know, I would consider just, it harder. It's ridiculous. You're in the same so, spot. You're in the same spot. Gabe, you're in the same spot. You have to do the same stuff. Mentally, it is taxing. Hockey's not just a tough game. You have nowhere to go. You're in the bubble. You got to find out, like, you know what I mean? You got to keep your head in together. Like, guys were saying they were going Looney Tunes there, right? So yeah. that's the thing. To call to call it not a proper championship is ignorant and it's and actually stupid. And I think the Tampa Bay, I, I don't put an asterisk beside anything. You win that game. You win, you win those in the way you have to win. Kudos to them. Well-deserved Stanley Cup victory. It's no asterisk with me. Lou, if there is an asterisk, guys, it's an asterisk for a premium because I believe, yeah, they got they didn't have to travel all over the country and fly in a, in a plane, okay. Uh, but what those guys did for 81 days in the bubble is a premium, and I'll say yes. that Tampa exceeded expectation. Whoever would have won in that bubble exceeded expectation. And therefore, Mr. Cox, I, I think, is completely incorrect. Uh, well, yes. it won't be the first time, uh, but uh, thank you, Lou. And you know what? You're right about that in the sense too. I heard that I heard they were talking about this in 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 the NBA hub. One of the players brought up when you're struggling, it's hard, man. You can't. You know what I mean? Like it, when you're in the real world, yeah. it's like, all right, man. I'm gonna go out with my girlfriend. I'm gonna go to the strip club. I'm going out to eat. I'm going out to do this. You know, I, you know. I, I have a change of scenery. You know, oh, suddenly I'm back home again. The shot starts falling. And we're talking about how when things are going bad, all you do is go back to your room. <laughs> it was Jim yeah. Butler. He's like, yeah, all you do is just go back to your room and sit there and burn for two days. Yeah. And you know Butler, can't imagine just Butler sitting in his room. Oh, you know his he, burning is hotter than most. Like he around. will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of burning, if hopefully they were able to burn, because if they weren't able to burn, (laughs) there'd be no way they'd get through it. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. I mean, think of that, fellas. That that, that'd be impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my that 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 would be my number one concern. Like right away, I would have said, yeah, that's I would have said no problem. But yes. <laughs> exactly, I would have had the but, yes. and I'm just gonna tell Tom, I'm gonna be right by the pool, and hey, you ain't saying nothing. Yeah. I'm living in a bubble, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, Lou. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my problem, and, Lou, too, because I'll eat anything, right? So I'm thinking the same thing. If you put me in a bubble and I can't get a cold beer after like a, a week, or, or, or like, like if I can't get a can of Coke, I'll kill somebody for it. Like, you know what I mean? Me and Morenci got little well, things that we need in our lives. Uh, yeah, we well, we hey, Cam, uh, you don't have a corner on that, brother. We all have a little something, but more important, more importantly, these guys are in the same bubble together. So you're down at the pool, and right on the other side of the pool, and there's the there's the guys from the other team doing the same thing. There had to be great conversations. There had to be great situations, and the stories that we'll hear from this oh, yeah. in a few months ought to be outstanding. Great point. We'll get into some picks, but you know what the biggest fear is to, um, you know, especially in the NBA. The NHL is a little bit different. NHL guys are more. I'm not talking to you right now. You know they'll sort of you know look the other way. 
You know, the yeah. NBA guys are all like kicking it together, right? Hey, yeah, yeah, what's up, man? You should come play with us. And that's the big <laughs> thing that everyone's worried about. Think of the colluding that's been going on in there, guys. Oh, you big can't time. stop it. Every player, man, hey, yo, what's up, bro? I need like, and I've heard different players all say that. They said the coolest thing is they don't get to hang out with the other guys like this. And like you said, Lou, I can just imagine, like, the stuff that's going on. And people are concerned that, like, the Dallas Mavericks and Miami Heat are going to come out of this, basically, like, and just sign everybody that everyone's already sort of wink, wink <laughs> on this. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So, uh, Lou, I couldn't help but uh, – and I appreciate the kind words about the cup, uh, but I couldn't help but bring up uh, earlier on the show. And I said, I said to Kay, I said, you remember a couple of months ago when I told Lou the UFC card sucked and he took offense? <laughs> I said, but since then, he seems to have agreed a couple of times. This yeah, card's a tough one. Unless I'm missing something here, Lou. You got some picks for us? I got a couple picks, and, and I just want to say that uh, I, I don't know if I really wanted to stick up for the cards, but as a, these guys are doing a hell of a job. If something happens with this Tennessee and Pittsburgh thing and football falls down and a few things start to crumble, the UFC is going to be the little engine that could that keeps going up that hill, and I'm right there oh, with I'll them. Give so the props to I, I'm not and, criticizing the other guys. So I so I don't want to be critical, but but there are some unusual cards, and this one surely fits <laughs> as unusual. 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 No, you're, you're, you're a genius. Unusual. You should you should be like that's some good stuff, Lou. Like that, 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 that that's some great wordsmanship. That's an unusual. Exactly. Well, I, I, unusual. I wrote for the debates last night, and and they fired me because I was too neutral. That was a train wreck. So anyway, uh, and, and I just want you to know, I got a, a high quality paper clip tap to oh, my. Oh, it sounds great, Lou. So oh, I can look good. at my notes, yeah, yeah. and I won't okay. interrupt. Oh, so uh, I, really, my, uh, the two fights, the two main events, uh, are are ladies' fights uh, at a, 135 pounds of bantamweight. I like both the fights; they're the top two fights. And sometimes, you know, I don't often find myself betting the ladies, but if there's advantage there, I'll take them. And in the main event, Aldana and Holly Holm, it, it's a tale of experience and kickboxing and the distance against a, a Mexican fighter, actually. Eldana is of Mexican descent. And Mexican fighters bring uh, two things to the, to the octagon or the ring. They bring aggression, and then they bring the ability to not really begin to fight until they get rung up. And Aldana fits both of those bills. She's, she's really aggressive. She's going to press this fight and make home uncomfortable. And I think eventually her pressure is going to work. In December, she just beat Caitlin Vieira, who just put a whooping on uh, Ciara Eubanks, who, and Eubanks has been really uh, riding momentum lately. So Aldana's a very slight underdog here. Holly Holm has the name, but I think that uh, Aldana is the fighter that you want to look at. Yeah, Holly Holm does have the name, uh, but she's not getting any younger, uh, Lou, at 30, 38 uh, years old uh, either. And, you know, I think she she's peaked. You know, she had her moment, and it was a great moment uh, that she had. One of the biggest moments uh, in UFC history. I think it still might be one of the biggest upsets, technically, 
in UFC history. But dear God, Lou, there's a lot of losses here, isn't there? Um, I mean, what? She's one and uh, one and four, two and four, three and five in her last eight fights, and she's like run the gauntlet, and lost to everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like she's fought a man in news every time. All right, we'll hit this on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, continues. I am uh, Gabriel Brent, so we're with a raging red at Cam Stewart and Lou uh, Gamblu.com. Uh, I want to get some NFL, uh, Lou, but so we got Holman Aldana uh, here as the main event, and uh, you're leading with the Mexican fighter here in uh, Irene Aldana. Short underdog. I like her pressure. I like her aggression. I think she'll take the fight to home. I don't know that she'll finish it. She'll try. Uh, then in the, in the co-main event, uh, another couple of very capable women fighters, the Duchess from the, the Netherlands, Jermaine Durandamy, against Juliana Pena. Pena's only had a couple fights. It, fight, yeah. it should be. However, um, in my opinion, the oddsmakers are really giving Pena respect because this line is tighter than I would have expected it to be. And for that reason, I, I think Jermaine Durandamy uh, is a good buy here. I, I'm seeing her, when I wrote my article earlier in the week, she was minus 110. She might be minus 130 now. But at that price, uh, with her length, her experience, and she's been a champion in every fight uh, category, every fight organization in the world, uh, I think she's going to be hard to beat. That said, uh, Pena, who is a beautiful young woman, uh, also is a pretty bad hombre when it comes to fighting, and that it should be a good fight. I just don't think Pena can get Durandamy down where she needs to, and if it stays standing, Durandamy's got too many tools. All right. Uh, I, I can't disagree. She's really put together an impressive resume. She's got that uh, that kickboxing experience as well. As you stated, Lou, she's been around. She's been in like, you know, 100 fights in her life. I remember when she was raw in MMA. And I was like, man, she can get good at this. And she is. You know, she is. And you look, she's pretty much beaten everyone. She ran into Amanda Nunes, right? So, um, and she's, you, you got you to give her credit. And she's often undervalued too, or underrated uh, by the public um, for, for one reason or another. A fight that caught my eye just that I'm like, oh, wow. And I don't know. Uh, you brought up the debate. It's almost like the, the debate um, here. It's like, why? Why is Carlos Condon at Cormac? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Uh, but Carlos Condon and Court McGee um, fighting each other. And I'm, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, and you know, Lou, you always talk about the fight game being, you know, guys just can't let go. And, you know, you look at Carlos Condit, a guy who's fought for championships before. I think he was a champion in the WEC. Um, right? So, you know, he's been a champion. I Man, he actually forced GSP to retire. People don't realize that. Like, GSP got into the big battle with, um, with Johnny Hendricks. But GSP knew when he got kicked in the head. I was at the fight. He got kicked in the head. I don't know if you remember, Lou. 
Carlos Khan had drilled him, man. Kicked him in the head, and GSP dropped, man, in Montreal. And GSP went down, and, you know, he recovered after. And GSP told people after, he said, two years ago, I would have blocked that kick. Like, he knew. GSP knew. He goes, I would have blocked that kick. And I'm giving people some inside stuff. But GSP got lost on the way to his own gym about a month after. And GSP's a smart guy. Like, his life doesn't depend on being in the UFC, right? So he knew, man, this isn't good. And it went back to that kick, and he told people, Carlos Condit's kicked him to the head, really messed me up. GSP didn't get hit a lot, right? He never really got smoked over the years. So he finally got smacked in the head. It rattled him pretty good. And, um, you know, he took a little time off. Like, you know, he's... Whenever I hear this stuff about GSP fighting, they all call him out and stuff. It's like, guys, GSP's like 41 years old now or something. Another thing is, Gabe, he's he's doing insurance commercials where he's jogging down the street. Hey, hey, champ, how you doing? He's like, hey, I got great car insurance. Like, he's fine. He's making money from other stuff. You think he wants to get in the octagon when Bel Air Direct Insurance is greasing them and getting envelopes? Exactly. And he's got got money. money. He doesn't blow his money. money. Like, he never blew his money, that guy. All right, so, um, so yeah, so Carlos Condit and Court McGee. Well, what do you make of this, uh, Lou, here? So, listen, Court McGee's a great story for people who don't know. Uh, You know, alcoholic, drug addict, a guy in a tough life, lived on the streets, put his life together. And and you got Carlos Condit, like I said, who used to be one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. That's not an over – I'm not overstating that. Like, guy was one of the best of the best. And, you know, here they are now just mid-card fighting each other here. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, GSP's ridden off into the sunset. Here's Condit. And Condit's parents, Condit's father's like a politician. He was like the chief of staff for the governor of New Mexico or whatever. I know I had Condit on, and he's buddies with the, the governor and whatever. So what do you make of that fight, Lou, with Condit and McGee? Um, I, make, I make that fight a guy in Condit uh, – hasn't what lost his last five hasn't won since 2015 and last fought in 2018 condit unfortunately uh is trying to make it in the coffee business in albuquerque i think he's struggling he needs to make money that's why he is fighting uh his style doesn't equate to fighting past your prime as we've seen in his last five fights meanwhile mcgee who hasn't translated into being 30 something any better than condit has his style seems to be more road worthy because he's a grinder a brawler a wrestler first and so because of his style, I'm leaning to Court McGee because I think he can negate distance, get inside, and take uh, Condit down and and control the fight. And uh, I, I lean to McGee. It's not a fight I'm racing to bet. What, what a train wreck. Um, yeah, Court, Court McGee, <laughs> yeah. Court, Court McGee <laughs> one and four in his last five fights. Like, it's, just, it's a good, great point, though. Carlos Condit used to be, like, reckless and aggressive. Yeah, and what was his his, his nickname was a natural born killer, right? Like uh, he he was he really was aggressive, Condit. Man, I love watching. He was, Condit. Man, yes, he was. He had those bony elbows and bam, yeah. bam. Like He's he was awesome. like kick you in the head, elbow you. Like he tried to hurt you, Ken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, a I lot of guys just Condit. trying to win the fight. Condit was yeah. like, oh great, I just made him bleed. Let me do it again. Like he loved it. <laughs> He's just a natural born fighter. <laughs> 
Yeah, I saw that documentary on the coffee business. That's tough, Lou. You got to go up against Starbucks and stuff. I'm not sure if that was the right uh, profession. <laughs> Making money in coffee. That's a tough. That's a tough gig, pal. Better yeah, off. I mean, the good the, news, the you know, you got a quarter. <laughs> you, you have a quarter cost in a latte, and you get five bucks for one. So it looks like you're going to make money hand over foot until you realize you're only selling 42 lattes a day. Yeah, that's a tough way to try and earn a living. Yeah. Uh, right. So, um, Lou, uh, we only got a couple of minutes. So, anything else on this undercard? We get a quick NFL thought, or see if you like any of the NFL. But anything on this card you like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the rest of the card, uh, Philippe and DeCastro's a heavyweight fight that's on the main card. DeCastro, I think, is a guy the organization wants to do well. He works at a high school with kids. It's a good story, fighting out of Camp Verde. Felipe is is a guy that made his debut, and he was going to beat the heck out of this big Russian, Sergei Spivak, and he fought hard for about two and a half minutes and ran out of gas, and and ended up getting, you know, pummeled. Uh, I don't like the other kid. And so for that reason, I, I'm going to tell you that DeCastro, you might want to try and use in some of your pundit parlays because he's a big favorite. There's two kids <laughs> from the uh, MMA lab in Phoenix on this card, and they're both going to completely dominate. Kyler Phillips is a kid you should watch. He'll be one of the first fights, long, dark hair. He's arguably one of the best 135ers in that gym, and that's Sean O'Malley's gym. You heard it here first. The other kid is 135, Casey Kenny. He's fighting Alatang, a Chinese fighter, and he's in a good position too. Huge favorites, these guys, but I do want to give them a shout. Lou, gamblu.com, right, Lou? So before we get you out of here, NFL football, man, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, and we all know as we get older, time, unfortunately, just goes uh, by too fast. <laughs> but uh, all you need to know is that it's week four of the NFL, a quarter of the season. It's week four of the NFL. And I guess it's official. So, uh, Cam, I know um, you've, you've had it in your updates. What's the deal with Pittsburgh and Tennessee? Is it uh, Tuesday? No, they said Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think it's gonna, they're going to lean Tuesday for the more uh, extra time for the COVID test. But Monday night or Tuesday, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. All right, uh, Lou. Your Chicago Bears, Lou, undefeated uh, still. An unlikely team. You wouldn't think of the Chicago Bears. True. They're going to actually home dogs against the Indianapolis Colts. It's a, it's a big football game in the sense that the Bears win, they're actually 4-0. And if the Colts win, they're 3-1 and after that disaster opening up against Jacksonville. Uh, but, uh, Lou, looking at the NFL card, and I won't put you on the spot. It's midweek right now, but I know you do your research. So uh, what catches your eye this week? Just to address that game, what I'll say is the look-ahead line in that game is pick, and everybody and their mama, all the wise guys are on Indy giving two and a half. When that thing gets to three and Foles is the quarterback of the Bears, I will not be afraid. That's number one. Number two, here's what I'm looking at at week four. Now we know. And as soon as we know, it goes away. What do we know? We know that these overs are just a tsunami wave right now. And so let's just take a look. Cincinnati Bengals Jaguars open 44 and a half. It's now 49. Miami and Seattle opens 54, dropped a tick to 53 and a half. Uh, let's go to Vegas. The Bills opens 49 and a half, sitting 52 and a half. 
Uh, Philadelphia, San Francisco opens 43, goes to 46. My point is, is that everybody's betting their overs. And on every one of those games right there, gentlemen, I'm going to be betting under. I'll probably be teasing them in two-team teasers <laughs> with a round robin. I'm telling you, the overreaction to the over is yes, unwarranted. It's due primarily to the league not calling any penalties. Now Vegas and John Q. Public is all talking about it all week. They're all going to bet their overs. And Uncle Louie, the red haired raging fool is going to be on all those unders guys and i invite you to come and join the party i can't tell you you're bald so what you you were a raging redhead too yeah yes (laughs) he knows i'm going to be betting those unders i noticed that cam got a nice tight new clean haircut and i've just been drawn to it the whole i've been drawn to it he looks like brock lesnar he looks like he Brock Lesnar. Like, like, ah, ah, special. Ah, ah. No, he looks he looks tight. He looks clean. He looks sharp, huh? Thank you, Lou. Yeah, thank you. No, my love, no, love, from, no love for my look out here, Lou. No, no love for that. Hey, you know? I, I see your shot. look plenty, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Unders, guys. So, yeah, listen, it's a good call, Lou, because at what point are they going to catch I up? I brought, we, me, me and Teddy were talking about it. Two weeks ago, the overs won 11 and 5. Uh, wow. This week, this week uh, with the push, depending on what you had, it went into Monday Night Football at 9 and 6 to the over. But as Lou stated, I mean, guys, I mean, last week, the, the, the lines and the cards were 55 and a half. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember when uh, totals were 36 and a half. And I was like, wow, that's a pre- pretty key number at 37 here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, everyone's 52 and a half. You know, and they keep getting there. They keep getting there. At what point are the odds makers going to catch up? All right. So Lou said he's going to be hitting the unders. Uh, follow Lou on Twitter at Gamblu. Check him out uh, over at his website at ga- uh, gamblu.com. Great stuff, uh, Lou. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for the time, Lou. Always my pleasure. Good luck to everybody. We'll see you next week. There's um, Lou. There's Lou. Gamble. Lou. Lou. Great stuff, uh, well, Lou, is uh, always. So looks like the uh, the Indians and the Yankees are going to be in a little bit of a rain delay right now. We'll get you caught up in the to the Roslyn Eye Center. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, uh, game time decisions uh, continues. I am Maranci. You know uh, you know that. You know we're kicking it with Raging Red and Cam Stewart as well. Great stuff uh, with Lou Gamblu.com. Uh, I'm just looking uh, for, for a weather update uh, right now. So, Cam, looks like we've got a little bit of a delay right now. The tarp on the field um, in Cleveland. Yeah, that's not so bad. We're, we're, we're on the air with you till 9. So, hey, it's something to talk about, right? I'd like the game to start, like, preferably soon. Uh, and uh, it sounds like we're both going to be on the same side. I'm taking Cleveland today in the bounce-back spot. Tanaka can be hit and miss, and I trust Carrasco. I like to take those teams that got beat up. You said it. I think Cincinnati would rather lost 11-1 to or whatever to get their, get their butts handed to them and then come back. Losing like that was heartbreaking. Indians can come back, tie up the series. 
Um, so uh, up to up to the minute updates uh, right now from uh, Cleveland. Uh, Christy uh, Ackert of the New York Daily News uh, reporting uh, right now. She just tweeted, "Here come the winds." Looks pretty windy there, uh, Cam. Uh, as well, the tarp is still on the field. Stanton is out there uh, working out right now. And if I'm the New York Yankees, the last thing I need is Stanton and a tarp and a wet tarp. Actually, yeah, that's you know what? I, I got some <laughs> advice to, for Stanton. Why don't you go run on yeah. the tarp and do a break dance or whatever? Yeah, we'll, we'll, no, no, we'll no, see no. how it goes. I got some <laughs> advice for Stanton. Yo, Stanton, get your ass in the clubhouse. <laughs> that's what I'd be telling him. <laughs> like, like, dude. The one guy that gets hurt all the time is out on a tarp, like, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he's out in the tarp. She's Mike Stanton working out in the outfield on the while the tarp is on the field. Yeah, good, good job, Stanton. Um, there was a famous tarp incident in the World Series many years ago. Um, 19, I believe it was 1985. And uh, it was, yeah, 85. Uh, Vince Coleman. He got oh, ran over. It was famous. A famous. There's a video out there. It was a World Series game. Vince Coleman standing there near first base. A bunch of jackass, the grounds crew, rolled the tarp out. They rolled his ankle. They rolled the tarp over him. They knocked him out. That's <laughs> how you, you see it all. All right, so well, we'll get into some NBA props on the other side as we transition into in-game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 